Lincoln, Nebraska, 8.43 a.m., Central Daylight Time. Mr. Evans, are you with us? Miss Heslip looks at me pointedly, a little desperately, actually, which makes me feel bad. I've had a lot of teachers, but never one like this. Miss Heslip knows her stuff, for one thing. For another thing, she reminds me of, I don't know, somebody's mom or something. Sure, I say. Has Miss Heslip asked me a question? If she has, I've already forgotten what it is. Under her accusatory gaze, not mad, but disappointed, which is worse. Did she learn that stare from my mom? I can feel the tips of my ears going warm. I shift my arm to cover my notebook, on which I've just sketched a not bad rendering of the back of Laura Eccles' head. Laura's got this great hair. Thick, long, smells like apples. Today she's got it braided, so it looks like a fishbone winding down her back. Adds to her mermaid appeal. Laura's the kind of girl you can imagine banked on a rock in the middle of the ocean somewhere, dazzling woe-begone sailors with her siren song. Laura's out of my league, is what I'm saying, and she knows it. She knows it, and she turns in her seat and hooks me with her ice-blue stare. Page 91, she whispers. I open my copy of The Glass Menagerie and flip to page 91, where the words bob around meaninglessly on the page. I look to Laura for further direction, but she shrugs and turns back around. Miss Heslip crosses her arms across her chest. Really, she and my mom could be best friends. The I am disappointed in you twins, frowning and hoping and waiting. We're waiting, Miss Heslip's words, her attitude, seem to mirror the line that rises to the surface of the page in front of me. What is the matter with you, you silly thing? Good question. Who knows? By now, Miss Heslip has registered that I'm not going to be able to answer whatever question she's asked, that I haven't done the reading, that I, like so many students before me, have failed her. At least I'm here, though. More than half the class is gone. Where is everyone? Miss Heslip asks, banging a piece of chalk into the little trough beneath the board. Miss Heslip, man, still using the old school chalk. She dusts her hands on her dark skirt. Now it looks like she's been groped by a ghost. Does anybody know? Laura acts like she's looking around the room, as if to take an inventory, but her eyes land on me for a second. Laura Eccles, who, because of the luck of the alphabet, sits in front of me in English. Laura Eccles, who, because of her name, got to read aloud the role of Laura Wingfield from the play. Laura, Laura, Laura. Um, it's senior skip day, someone ventures. Miss Heslip narrows her eyes and tilts her head to the side, like maybe she didn't quite catch that. What? Yeah, 420, offers Bruce Franklin, who doesn't look up from the scab he's picking on his knee. Gross. Miss Heslip shakes her head, a quick snap of disbelief. Isn't today the 19th? Bruce shrugs. Guess you gotta observe on Friday if 420's on the weekend, yo. Ah, she says. Guess I didn't get that memo. Miss Heslip glares at us for what feels like a full minute. 
in that minute, I come close to saying something. What to say, though? Stop looking at me like that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Even though I didn't do my paper for the Odyssey, I want you to know that I read the whole thing. I loved it. And I think about it all the time. Also, there's chalk all over your skirt, and it's embarrassing and makes me feel sad for you. You and my mom, the sad twins. Please just go be sad at someone else for just five minutes and leave me alone. Finally, Miss Heslip sweeps an arm in the direction of the door. Well, what are you waiting for? Let's not waste one another's time. Bruce is the first to get up. He's got this apologetic grin on his face as he lopes to the door. One by one, caught somewhere between ashamed and thrilled, not really sure what just happened. We get up and start following Bruce. Mr.